Thank you for joining us on a new episode of the NACF Podcast. And this month, we're starting a new series as we level up worship. What is your worship like? Do you really truly honor and praise God from the heart? And don't hold back when you worship. Let him know that he means everything to you. So listen, as Pastor Parson preaches into Intro to Worship. Coming up. Jesus said, it's going to come a day where Jerusalem, the temple, this mountain, the tabernacle, it's not going to matter where you are. What's going to matter is your attitude of worship. Or do, do I have your heart and your mind? Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Good afternoon, New Antioch and Aliante. Come on, get excited today because our God is good. Good afternoon. New Antioch at Aliante. I am servant leader Tisha Regan. And my name is Pastor, Assistant Pastor Darian Regan, and we are glad that you are here today. Amen to our guests, to our friends, to our church family, and those who are joining us over live stream or video broadcast. We're excited to have you guys here today. We welcome you to a life-changing worship experience. Amen. There's a place Amen. of blessing. This is a place of blessing where you can meet Jesus. Yes change your life yes. and you definitely will find your purpose Amen. in this house we Amen. affirm today that you will hear a word that transforms your life a song that lifts your spirit hallelujah and a prayer that speaks to every need that you yes, have on today yes, yes. amen and if you haven't been affirmed enough we're going to affirm you some more in the word of god amen we're going to put our scripture affirmation on the screen for you it is coming from the book of Psalms, chapter 30, I mean, Psalms 31 and 3. It says, since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Amen. How many know what it's like to have somebody that's in your life that's a rock for you? Somebody that's on your side, that has your back. And for the sake of his name, the name of Jesus, he will lead you and guide you. Not only will he be firm in your life, but he will also make sure that he directs you on your path. Yes. Amen. God bless you all. So I want to say, do we have any first-time visitors with us on this afternoon? If you are, please stand. Any first-time visitors? Amen. Amen. Good Amen. To have you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you haven't already received the packet, our sanctuary attendants have a packet for you. Please fill it out and return it to them either um, at the end of the service or give them back to them during the, uh, during the service. We are so glad to have you. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Let's give our visitors a hand one more time. Amen. And now we go into our time of giving. How many know that it is uh, truly a blessing in being a giver yes. and giving into the house of the Lord and giving that seed and watching God give back to you? Amen. Watching God put it back into your pockets. We had a day and God placed it on my heart a little while ago to pray at the end of prayer for people who have been um, who have gone through a time where it seems like your money is getting eaten up where it seems like people is taking your funds and taking your money. And in prayer, we pray for God to restore those people's finances. We said, God, send people some checks. 
in the mail, give them some money from somewhere. You know how you, you dishing out money and it's coming out everywhere here and there. We say, God, restore their finances. And did you know, not even five minutes later, Latanya Daniels called and said a bill that she had was this much came down to this much. She opened it right then. Do you know that we got some money, some checks? I didn't even know that I, they, didn't even, they even owed us some money and God was blessing. So if that's the case of God is blessing people, God is going to bless you too. We're going to believe and trust him. So if you give now, if you a giver, watch God do it for you. You can give by text. You can text the word New Antioch to 77977. And you can give that way by your phone. You can also give uh, online to newantioch-aliante.org. When you go online, there's a, a subheading that says donate. Go to the donate section. And you can do your giving that way. You can also give by cash app, new A Aliante. It's dollar sign new A Aliante. So easy, so convenient, so fast. You can give that way as well. And then you can mail your giving in to 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada. 89084 Suite 100 if you absolutely need to mail it in as well. Amen. So it is such a blessing to give. Let's pray for the givers. And God, we pray, God, that your people, God, who have been giving, who have been pouring out, God, and we pray, God, and we bind, Lord, the enemy from devouring our giving, from devouring our bank accounts, God. And we pray that you restore, God, what your people have been giving. And those who are making this sacrifice, giving their best sacrifice, give it back to them a hundredfold. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful worship. Amen. And we thank God for the spirit of worship that is in the house. Amen. It is our last. You can have your seats. It's our last um, week, our last Sunday of Clergy Appreciation Month. And um, so each year I try to pick a team that... Um, I want to appreciate uh, because ministry is about all of us. It takes a whole lot of people to get this done. Um, and uh, they call it the background, but it's not really the background. Uh, it is the, um, the backbone of ministry, the things that people do uh, for us, uh, for the kingdom. And so the team, you know, I've done the greeters and I've done AV and I've done safety and I've done the children and we just working it back around but this year there's a group that um, really leveled up they really leveled up this year and um, there was a need really here at this church um, and uh, we asked uh, Brother Keith to take on both churches and they had come up with an idea uh, Tasha and James had come up with an idea a couple of years ago of combining the two teams uh, and then taking the, everybody up to a higher level. Um, but we didn't really have the, the, the staff to do that. And uh, when this time we asked him, we've asked him several times, but this time the Lord said yes, and so he said yes. I like a man that don't say yes till God says yes. Um, and took on um, uh, both departments and they have leveled up. They've been absolutely amazing. The church is growing again. 
the anointing is in the room. They minister so well. So this year I wanted uh, to just bless and appreciate our praise team. Amen. That's right. Give it to them. Absolutely awesome work. Amen. And they've been kind of hustling. They've had funerals this week and um, conference this week and this service. So I see I should have told them y'all just stick around for about five minutes. But I know um, that they are exhausted. But we're going to um, still give them their due and give them their love uh, on today. Uh, so we did this this morning, so they've already got their blessing. But the two praise, the two uh, trustee boards got together and to, to bless them uh, for this year. Um, I, I'm on salary. The band is on salary. It's not None of us are getting rich off of it, but we're on salary. Um, uh, but they are 100% volunteers. They have to be at everything the band has to be at. But they're volunteers. And so we just wanted to, the two trustee boards got together, just wanted to give them some lunch money to say we really, really appreciate them and what they've done for this ministry. We're going to start with the two that, oh, um, I, I supervise the worship team, but not really. If it wasn't for this young lady that keeps whispering in my ear, uh, I'm not a good supervisor over ministries because I've got three churches. Uh, but... Um, this young lady uh, whispers in my ear, watches out for them, uh, and she does help me supervise the worship department. So she's going to come and just say a little something uh, to them as well, as we appreciate them. Pastor Rodney. We are so appreciative of each and every one of you. Every Sunday has changed because you're here. You are on one accord, and you bring us on one accord. Band, when I say we got the baddest band on this side of the world, you can go anywhere and change atmospheres. That's exactly what you do. Each of you play a piece, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the ones that's even in the AV booth. We can't do any of this without you. So it's an honor to be here with you guys and to be able to worship with you, but I just want to make sure you guys know that we love you and we are grateful for you. And so we'll start with the ones who didn't get their due this morning. I told them pick one service if they weren't on to sing today. And so um, this young man, I tell you, when you talk about level up, he has leveled up this worship department in so many ways. He hasn't been on stage lately because he sees some other things in the department he wants to level up. But he's, he, he ran our worship department here as a lead our lead here for, um, I don't know how many years, uh, but four or five, anyway, he's been, he sings, he writes, he um, then looks in the background and fixed the mics, and he just has been all of that, and I tell you, Easter we just was off the charts, um, and as he put that together, we had a vision, we had the writer, but how to put it together to make it a production, that was all James Mays. And so we want to appreciate him. You have made New Antioch better. Thank you so much, James. 
Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful man of God. And this morning they told him, don't spend that on your kids. Do something for you. I can't say don't spend it on the bills, <laughs> but try not to. Do something for you. Um, it, it ain't enough to do a whole lot with no way, but praise God. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> and the other young lady, we've just seen so much tremendous growth in her over the years. There's so much more in her that we haven't even seen yet. But she's been a faithful, stable in the house. They hung in when it was going good, hung in when it was rough. Uh, and she is just a part of our family and our team uh, that is no other than Keisha King, Kishanda King. God bless you. New Antioch appreciates you. We love you, long lady. God bless you. Um, the other ones, Monique Daniels adds such a great uh, maturity in worship to the team. Uh, Sarita uh, Winfield keeps him going. I said that's his better half and keeps, keeps our, uh, our music director going. Um, who else? Uh, Barbara, I wanted to say something to Barbara while she was in here. I should have told her to hang in, but Barbara was one who when, when things were struggling and we needed to make a call, she, was, she had been doing two services for a long time. She would always come and be on both teams and help us out. Just, just if she even see this and somebody tell her, Barbara, thank you so much for being the ultimate team player. We appreciate you uh, so much. Uh, and I think, did Joan leave? Joan, oh, there she is, okay. Who else just left? Anyway, then there's Valerie. You know, Valerie has also done uh, both uh, campuses, and she is now the uh, worship coordinator at Central Campus. And then Jamila, again, Jamila has really come along and stepped up some of our new people that are on the team. And so let me talk about these beautiful. Elbert, there's Elbert. Elbert's the man of the house. I tell you. He leads more than, stand up, Elbert. He, he leads more than you think. Even when he's in the background, you'll just watch him. And he adds so much maturity, keep them young folks straight. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Elbert. Our own girl, again, held it down when nobody wanted to hold it down. Went through all the ups and downs with the team. But I, I, sometimes I had to say, don't leave me, don't leave me, because the anointing of God is on her to do praise and worship. She's our girl, the only first lady of the church. So your first lady, <laughs> Tisha Regan, we appreciate you. And such a beautiful addition to the team because I love her worship and her stage presence. We're just getting to know her, but I'm, I tell you, I love this woman of God. I love worshiping with Joan. Johnson. Stand up, let them wave at you. So they, they, some of them say they don't know your names. And then the other first lady of uh, New Antioch. Uh, such a sweet spirit. And of course, she's a, she's a work horse, horse in the church. Uh, Tamika Madden, 
Stand up, wave for me, because that's Pastor Madden's wife. She has an event coming up if you all love to help single parents. Whatever infant, child, we're having a, she's having a community baby shower. So anytime this week, if you all want to bring some stuff to help a family, just bring it to prayer week and we'll get to them. This Saturday, they're having a community baby shower. Uh, so she's working hard in the church, but she does not miss her spot and her anointing on the praise team. And then I mean, we've fallen in love with this young lady. She just has such an anointing. There's a preacher in her. She came with it. I think she blew our minds the first time they gave her the mic to lead. I said, oh, I see. I see now we're enjoying having you. That's Sister Shemaine Thomas. And I left this lady to last because she has just always been um, a both campus girl. Whenever we need her. She's always showing up over here. So sometimes the campuses don't mix. Some of y'all never been over there. Some of them have never been over here. But we got a handful of people that have a love and a dedication for both campuses. And she held it down if I have to lead, if I have to. And she's done it for years since, since we were on Las Vegas Boulevard. And just such a support to this ministry. And we have been enjoying her anointing. I told her she actually has fans. Uh, we had just enjoyed anointing. Let's appreciate Tasha McCall. See? <laughs> Amen. So we wanted to um, appreciate them again. They, they get no compensation, but they show up for whatever we need. Sometimes they give me a hard time, but I think they do that because they love me. Amen. Are we ready for a word this morning? Ready for a word? Boy, let, me, let me stop and do this. If you all missed the Believer's Prayer Conference, if God did not use this woman of God, he showed up. He showed up. It's all right when the Lord shows up for you. Congratulations, Pastor Sharonda. Congratulations. It was professionally done. The details were professional. From the program, from the uh, bags to the uh, shirts to the stage to the, the way the greeters greeted you when you came in and the food and it was the, the table. It was just professionally excellently done it wasn't our project but anytime our pastor do stuff y'all support me and my extra stuff I said we're going to support you in this stuff because sometimes you just have a personal vision but when the people that you minister with get behind your vision it's just nothing like it and I thank you New Antioch for getting behind this woman of God's vision and the, the main thing is the Holy Spirit showed uh, when he come to your stuff, it's a success because he walked in the room. And so absolutely, congratulations, woman of God. So I want to keep that, that uh, revival going. Let's keep it going throughout the month. What God did for us last week, let's keep it going. So here's step one, Deuteronomy chapter six. We're just going to do verse four and five. 
Uh, what had happened was, of course, I had, you know, two funerals and the conference and workshops and stuff. And, and God didn't change my message. It was just that I put my, my uh, outline in before I settled down to listen. And when I settled down to listen, oh, there's some things we can't even get to today. God showed me some stuff. And so all I need is those first two scriptures, and then we're going to see what the Lord is saying. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5, and it reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That's all we need right there. Our topic this afternoon is intro to worship. Intro to worship. Uh, you were right in the right vein there. I thought you listened to the message this morning. Intro to worship. So instead of doing one more week on leadership, since this is a fifth Sunday, we've had four on leadership. And instead of doing one more on leadership, uh, I felt led to give us a head start on next month. And so our theme next month is actually the most important one to get right. What we're going to talk about next month is the important one. It, we got to get that one right. Take a little bit off this mic for me. I want you to come ready next week. I want you to come ready to be about it and not just talk about it. So our services may be a little different in this next month. I, my plan is to give a little more leeway to the praise and worship team, give a little more leeway to the band and, and, and the leaders and the band and the praise team. We might roll together a little more than usual. It's whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. Uh, as we were saying in our early prayer, whatever Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do. So next month, we're going to level up worship. Level up worship. So as you know by now that our theme this year has been level up. We've been looking at the five purposes of our church and the four cultures of our church and taking them one by one to level them up this year. So we are a people-focused, purpose-driven ministry, and everything we do has to fit into a particular purpose. We don't do anything just for nothing. And so the five main purposes of the church and of each individual Christian as well. All of you that would say, I don't know my purpose. I don't know my purpose. I'm going to tell you what it is. You don't have to wait for the big purpose and the big call to be an apostle or a bishop or a pastor. Here's your purpose right here. It's the purpose of the church. It is your individual purpose. You have five of them, and that is to worship, then evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. Those are your purposes. We've talked about all of them this year, except worship. Uh, we do that here at New Antioch. We do it in a culture of kindness and leadership and prayer and giving. So we spent the year focused on each one of those areas as well. We spent a year, uh, a month on love uh, because that's where the kindness comes from. We just came out of leadership and we've done prayer and we've done giving. But now we get to focus on the best of the best. And we get to level up our worship. I want us to come next week and hit the ground running. Or should I say hit the ground bowing? So today we're going to lay out an intro to worship. We were created 
to worship. Worship is the proper human response to our Lord, our creator, the God of the universe. And there are several meanings of the word worship, and there's a few ways to define worship in the Bible and in the dictionary. Uh, but this is how God gave it to me. Worship is both a, an act and an attitude. For those of you that take notes, that's what you need to say. Worship is both an act and an attitude. So this month, we're going to level up both of them. The act of worship and the attitude of worship. The word is shaka in the Hebrew and uh, proskuneo in the Greek. Those are the most common words used for worship, but they're not the only two words used for worship. So, you know, my scholar might come up with 15 words for worship. Uh, but those are the ones that are most likely used, most commonly used. And both of those words actually refer to the bowing down before a superior in obeisance. What does that word mean? It means differential respect. I defer to you. I bow down to you and defer my will to you. Uh, it, it's, it's bowing down before a superior with this deferential respect, acknowledging the superiority and the importance of the one you're bowing down to. It's worship. This is the word for worship when Jesus used it, when he said the Father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. This same word is a word that says those who worship me, I'm looking for somebody who is going to act, do the act of bowing down. It sometimes means to even kiss forward. They would worship and kiss the feet of the person they were worshiping. It basically means to bring yourself low. But the attitude that is part of it is the attitude in bringing yourself low is the recognition that God is superior to you. And you bow yourself low as you exalt him high. You bow yourself low as you exalt him high in every area of your life. In every area of your life. In other words, when I am in the presence of the almighty God, my correct human response is to bring myself down. Oh, let me show you something. Uh, Mariah's come here. I need somebody that can get up and down off the floor. And can hold a posture for a minute. So, son, if you would go get on your knees, bow towards me, then you got it already. Go all the way down till your head is on, uh, is on the floor. That is, oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's my, <laughs> I feel you. This is the act of worship. This says I don't even have the right to look him face to face. This says that I am not on his level. I am not on God's level. I don't have the right to face him face to face. I'm not on his level. I am in so much awe of who he is that I bring myself under the subjection of his person. The act of worship 
is a completely vulnerable position. Because more than just bowing to me, you, what you're saying is I bring my entire self to whatever your will is. This is a vulnerable position. I can do anything I want to do to him right now. Because he has put himself in a vulnerable position. There is no defensive stance here. Somebody just caught that in the spirit. There's no defensive stance here. There's no fight back here. There's no argument here. I can do whatever I want while he is in this position. And check this out. I am in worship. I am bowed down. I have no defense. I am completely vulnerable. And I can't even see what's coming. I can put, uh, do anything to him and he can't even see it coming. So I said, so I recognize I have no defense, God. I'm laying before you with no defense. I'm not even going to look up to try to figure out what you're doing in my life. I am just in total and complete work to because I recognize that you are so superior to me that I won't even attempt to look at you or question what you're up to, to question what you're doing. I'm down here in worship. God. Sorry about that. I got excited. And while I'm down here, I appreciate who you are. Because I worship you out of love and out of adoration. So my act is to bow and my attitude is to acknowledge and appreciate and live in awe of you. And peace, I'm so in love with you. I'm in love with the one I'm bowing to. So it's an act and an attitude. Because you could do the act of worship and not have the attitude. And you can have an attitude of worship and not, have, and not do the act of worship because some of us have got too old to do this. But the idea is the attitude that I'm before you, God, totally vulnerable. I'm not even going to try to have a defensive stance against you. I worship you. I worship you. Thank you. And I could hear him worshiping down there because there's something about being in that position, wasn't it, Marias, that, that just, just took you into worship. I could hear him worshiping while he's there. And this is why we lost some folk in the pandemic. Because they came to church as an act of worship, but in their lives, they never developed the attitude of worship. So when they couldn't come to church to worship, they lost track of God. But check it out. Jesus said there'd come a day when it wouldn't even matter where people worshiped. 
And really, this pandemic was part of that day. He said the day is coming and now is because they were having this discussion where you say that, the, that you have to worship in Jerusalem and we worship on this mountain. Jesus said it's going to come a day where Jerusalem, the temple, this mountain, the tabernacle, it's not going to matter where you are. What's going to matter is your attitude of worship. Or do, do I have your heart and your mind? Just spirit and in truth. It might be in your bathroom. It might be in your car. It might be on the job. All that's going to matter is spirit and truth, heart and soul and mind and strength, just like he told them in our text. Moses was telling the, it was when Moses was on his way out, and he said, let me tell you what's really important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your strength. Same thing Jesus told us was the first and greatest commandment. That's why I said this is the most important one. Because Jesus said this is the most important one. Matter of fact, if you will love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you will worship and have the attitude of worship, it'll take care of everything else. If you get your worship right. Y'all got to get your worship right. That will take care of everything else in your life if you get your worship right. God is relational. And we were created to be in relationship with him. And this has to start with knowing and recognizing who he is. And then submitting your entire life to that principle. That's the worship that we are trying to level up to. That's the worship we're going to level up to. Now, this may be the only level up concept, though. Pastor Rhonda, this is the only level up concept that means you have to level down. As you say, come down, come down, come down. The only way to level up worship is to level yourself down. So maybe this month we ought to say level down. Because technically, we use the term exalt him. We use the term lift him up. But technically, you can't lift up God any higher than he already is. That's why the songwriter said, I wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. The exalting God is in your attitude toward him. We can't really exalt him in that sense. He's talking about your attitude toward him. So uh, to, he's to be exalted in your life. He's to be exalted in your mind. He's to be exalted in your consciousness. You exalt him high while bowing yourself low. You exalt him high while bowing down your wants, your feelings, your ambitions, your will. They all got to come down in your own mind. They got to come down in your own behavior. They got to come down in your attitude. What you want, got to come down. What you want in your marriage, got to come down. What you want in your finances, it's got to come down. What you want in your ambition and why you want your degrees, all that's got to come down. It doesn't mean you can't have it. It means you, means you bow it down to what he wants and how he wants it done. And this is the worship that we have to admit that most of us have only scratched the surface of. 
So don't feel bad. Most of us have barely scratched the surface of this kind of worship. So we're going to level up as we level down. So worship is both an act and an attitude. And it comes from two places. It comes from revelation and comes from relationship. Revelation and relationship. Those are the words I want you to remember. It's an act and an attitude that comes from revelation and relationship. So people often say that you must have relationship to truly worship. I used to say that too. Worship is out of relationship. You have to have anybody can praise God. He said, let everything have breath, praise the Lord. But you have to have a relationship to go into worship. But I kept reading the Bible, Darian, and that's really not true. That's not what the Bible indicates. I found that there are probably four levels of worship, and I've taught on some of that before. And so we pray that, that this month will at least leave uh, the month with being up a level. Hopefully you can go up a couple of levels. But there are several levels of worship. And the first level is just recognizing who God is. People who had no relationship with Jesus worshipped him because they recognized who he was. They didn't know him. They had no intimacy they just recognized who he is. He is the Messiah. He is God in the flesh. He is the anointed one. This is who he is. They rushed to worship because they found out that this Jesus had life and death respond at his command. This Jesus had the wind and the sea obey him. This Jesus could heal with a touch or with a word. This Jesus melted the heart of sinners with a glance from his eyes. This demon, this Jesus had demons. Demons tremble at his very presence if he stepped foot in their region. And they were saying, look, I got a need. And I recognize that I'm in the presence of the one who can do something about it. He's my only hope. So I'm not coming to him arrogant. I'm not coming to him like he owes me something. I don't want to offend him. So I bring myself down. As I bring him my humble request, I worship out of recognition of who he is. But because I recognize who he is and that he still is that every day and all the time, I move to the next level, which is religious ritualistic service. Because, and, and, and this is some of our problem, we recognize who he is until we get what we want. So they would come to him because they wanted something. And the Bible says they worship. And she came to him and she bowed down and she worshiped. It had to do with that bowing down. And so the Bible said they worship, but then they got what they wanted. And some of us are that way. We worship when we need something. We worship when we want something. But the next level of worship is, you know what? You were God yesterday when I needed something, but you're still God today. And so now I move to religious, ritualistic service. And we hate those words. We hurt the word religious. We hate the word ritual. But really, there's nothing wrong with that level. 
Ain't nothing wrong with this level. That's when you begin to pray daily. You come to worship service. You give your offerings. You bring him your tithing, 10% of your increase. You say, God, this belongs to you. You serve him in the church. You serve him in the community. You feed people and you, you're good to people and you do charity work. And then you join a Christian community and you come to service every week. You read your Bible at least three or four times a week and, and you learn of him. You're doing your duty. This is an act of worship and attitude. I know who you are and you're this every day. And so God, I have entered into a, 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 a ritualistic. I, I do this every day. I come consistently because you're God consistently and I begin to worship you in my schedule. You become part of my routine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And some of you have finally gotten there because some of you weren't there. And so now I come to church every week. Because I recognize who he is. This is the revelation part. You worship by revelation. I know who he is. He's been, I've been revealed to who he is. And some of you are finally there. You're reading your Bible more consistently. You're praying more consistently. You've been on the, pro, the, uh, the prayer line more consistently. You, 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 you've connected. You're listening to sermons during the week. You have come into a religiousness about it. I do this religiously. But now that you're there. Let's take up that upper level. Those of you who are at that point, let's take you up a level. This is where worship changes your lifestyle. Now that I've gotten this life consistent and I'm praying consistently and I'm reading consistently and I'm giving consistently, now it's, it's, it's changing my lifestyle. This is also because of revelation. But there's an added level now. Because now you're beginning to have some relationship. And, and you, you haven't really, really completed worship until it begins to change your lifestyle. So you can be religious about prayer and ritualistic about giving and still have a raggedy lifestyle. You still lie, cuss, cheat, get drunk on the weekend, smoke weed when you get mad, cuss people out if they make you real mad. But you've entered into some kind of worship. You're here every Sunday. Keep coming. I don't mind you coming. I want you to come. You know, you're still reading your Bible. You still... It, 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 but now to take that to one next level, take it to the next level and begin to change your lifestyle. This is where worship changes your lifestyle because you have not really got there till your lifestyle begins to change. And because what happens is you eventually become what you worship. Wherever you put your time, your money and your energy into, that's what you worship. If you put all your time, your money, and energy to something has to do with work, work is what you worship. If you put all your time, money, and energy into your boo, is your boo is who you worship. If you put it all into your kids, all your time, your money, and your energy is going to your kids, and your kids are what you worship. If all your time, your energy, and your money go into your face and your hair and your nails and your shoes, you are what you worship. So this level... 
with getting your hair done, but not if you hadn't paid your tithes in six months. Haven't given nothing to anybody. <laughs> this level of worship begins to change who you are. I was telling them, uh, my, my son-in-law sells cars, and he and my husband got together, and they, uh, you know, I want a sports car, and they found a real beautiful sports car, red, just like I like it. It was a wonderful car. But they told me the car note was going to be about $1,200. Not today. That cuts into my giving. That cuts into my church work. That cuts into some stuff I need to do for God. I'm not going to give up my tithing so that I can drive a sports car. The devil is a liar. Y'all better go give me something around five or six hundred dollars. Well, you're not going to get a good car for that. I'll be driving it because I, 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 I am not what I worship. And so this level of worship begins to change your heart. So this is a good way to, this is my example I like to use for this. And so we have a lot of new people. Y'all haven't heard all my old stuff yet, so y'all have heard it before. Just act like it's brand new. So <laughs> I am reluctantly, I got any Laker fans in here? Yeah, okay, y'all understand me then. I will reluctantly admit that Michael Jordan He's probably the best individual player that's played the game. I still believe that Magic Johnson was better. We're talking about my day. LeBron is y'all day. Uh, uh, I still personally believe that Magic Johnson was better. The best team player ever to play the game. But I can reluctantly say, my, 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 Michael could play. The boy could play the game. <laughs> That's giving him praise for his game. But during that time that he was on top, there were people who worshipped him. Why do you say that? Because they did. <laughs> you would see them and all of a sudden all they wear is red and black. They buy the Jordan shoes, and it didn't matter if they were $350. They're going to get those new Jordans every year. They begin to shave their heads bald. They name their kids Jordan. When you look back in history, I bet somebody's going to say, it's an unusual number of kids during the, this year to that year whose name was Jordan. The girl's name's Jordan. Boy's name Jordan. Jordan on their walls, Jordan posters, everywhere you look, it was Michael Jordan because their worship of him changed their lifestyle. So it makes me wonder, where is your level of worship? When you get to that level of worship, they said to me when I was a child, they said it's Jesus in the morning, 
Jesus in the noonday and Jesus when the sun go down. We got your shirts say Jesus. Your, your Bible is sitting on your desk at work. You got Jesus posters on. You got Jesus stickers on your car. You, you got, Jesus, you got uh, Jesus hats and Jesus on your jacket and scriptures on your wall and, and your, all your music got Jesus in it. And it, it has, you got your, your television is on TBN uh, every day and, 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 and he'll song and, and it's because your worship of this Jesus has changed your lifestyle you stop cussing people out because Jesus didn't like it you stop smoking them blunts and drinking that alcohol because Jesus didn't like it you stopped your gambling and you stopped uh, uh, your cheating and you stopped uh, fornicating because Jesus didn't like it You started paying your tithing. You went sitting and say, I got to have cable, so is this cable money got to go from somewhere? I just don't have enough money. I don't make enough money to have cable and uh, 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 internet. I got to have the fastest internet. You know, I need the fastest internet, and I must get my hair done every two weeks. And so I don't have enough for just, you. Say, I, look, I, I'll let stuff go that I want. Because Jesus asked me to do something else. It's worship. That's worship. It changes your lifestyle. And then you're not even done. Those first three come from revelation. It has been revealed to you who God really is. And your response is to bow yourself down and exalt him high in your actions and in your attitude. And then there's this highest level of worship that comes 100% from relationship. It means he is indeed the superior God, but he is also my father. Now you're worshiping the one that you're in an ongoing relationship with. Now that you know him. You move to a level that we call an unconditional yes. This is when you worship him to the point that you give your total life to him. And whatever he says, his will is now your will. His way is now your way. His time is now your time. His mission is now your mission. You worship now because you love him and you know him. And our lives now are completely intertwined. Whatever he says, it's yes. You're intimate with him, but you never, but you never get intimate to the point of disrespect. Y'all know how we are with our kids. We're close to our kids. I want my kids to be my friends. I want them to be able to tell me anything. I want them to be able to come to me. And if they're upset with me, I want them to be able to say that. And I just want them to know that mommy and daddy are on their side and everything. But let that kid cross that line. It's like, back up. Now, don't forget, I'm your mama, boy. I don't know who you think you're talking to. I am still your mother. I brought you into this world. Don't cross that line. I'm not your buddy like that. Yeah, we cool like that. I'm not your buddy like that. And so when you're in worship, you're intimate with him, but it's still worship because it's never to the point of disrespect. He is my father. 
but he is still my king. I can be intimate, but never out of line. I can ask for what I need. I can have candid conversation with him. I can be honest when I'm angry with him. I can share what I don't understand. I don't understand why you did that. But I never lose track of who he is. And I'm even more in awe of him because I know him even better. So I worship him now with my whole self. And my answer to him is always yes. So worship is an act and an attitude. It comes from revelation and relationship. So the text we read said, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we're not going to get to all those other points. I'm going to do this one point, and that is worship in loving. Worship him in loving. I had a few more points, but we're just going to start with love. We're going to start here as we do this intro to worship, because here's where I want you to have a head start on the month. So what are we going to do? How do I love him? First of all, I want you to use your words. Everybody say, use your words. Use your words. You know, we're trying to train kids and they pointing at stuff. Use your words. I want some water. Say, I want some water. Use your words. Don't be just pointing at me. Use your words. We, when you're worshiping, I need you, as we come in here next week to worship. Uh, matter of fact, start this tonight. Use your words. Lord, I love you. I adore you. God, you're great. Mighty God, center of my joy, lifter of my head, holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. There's none like you, God. There's none like you. Use your words. That's why we use music so often in worship. The songs that are about God kind of lead more to praise, but songs that are to God lean more to worship. Express your love by using your words. Child, God speaks all five of the love languages fluently. And so acts of uh, uh, words of affirmation that'll work real good in worship. It reminds you of who he is when you use your words. It's a revelation and an action. And it expresses, it expresses to him who he is to you. And so there's your relationship and your attitude. Use your words. Everybody like, use your words. Use your body. Sometimes, Eliante, we're a little too quiet. I should say not quiet. We're too, we're that too. But a little too sedate. Now, you don't have to be outside of your personality. But it's all right to use your body. Lift your hands. Open your stance to God. Open your stance. Use your body. Cry. Let your tears run. Bow your head. Now, you're in the, the presence of greatness. Bow your head. Kneel. I saw, I saw some folk do that every now and then. You just want to go and worship, and you want to close everything out and turn around. You just kneel. Kneel. Lay prostrate. I can't do it as often as I used to. I don't want to do it in front of y'all because it might not be pretty, but y'all see me. Sometimes I probably laid on every aspect of this stage. I just lay prostrate before God. Smile some as you reflect. Use your face. As you reflect on how wonderful he is, grab your chest. God, I love you. Sometimes you just, mm. God, I love you. Lay your hands on your heart. 
I love you more than anything. Use your body. It shows respect. It shows recognition. It highlights your attitude. When you just sit and stare while worship is going on, that just shows that you don't really understand who he is. And if that's where you are, that's okay. That's why you come to church, so you can learn more and more who he is. But I can tell, you know, when, when these, these, these folk bring me these men they want to marry or these women they're interested in, you know what I do when they come to church? I watch them to see how they respond to the presence of God in the room. And if they just sitting there staring, I'm like, mm-hmm. Because a true worshiper that recognizes the spirit of the Lord is in this room. They're going to bow. They're going to lay there. They're going to use their body. So use your body. It shows respect. But that's okay. We're going to teach you to level up. That might be your level up. So use your words. Use your body. Use your emotions. You might cry. How many of y'all to cry, babies? If you're in worship, you're going to cry. <laughs> I'm not much of a crier, but sometimes it might be just the sigh. Like, <sighs> God, I love you. It might be uh, that you express it through a song. It just makes me sing. But, but y'all do me a favor this month. Try to feel something. Try to feel something. Let me help you out. You got to feel something. Because he is good to you. He died for you. He saved you. He healed you. He worked that thing out for you. He gave you that long-awaited thing that you've been waiting for. He finally gave it to you. He provided all through the pandemic. He provided for you. He sustained you. He gave you your very breath. You got COVID, but he gave you your breath. He, he's with you. He chose you. He never forsook you. Even when it got tough, Sister Jordan, he never forsook you. And he never will. And he put up with you. That's somebody's praise break right there. He put up with you, with your raggedy self, with your up and down self. He put up with you. And he corrected you so you wouldn't wreck yourself. And then he called you. And he invited you to go to heaven. Don't you feel something about that? Don't you feel something? So use your words, use your body, use your emotions. And I don't know where else we're going this month because we certainly use your gifts. You're going to use your increase. I sure want to get to my point on worship and giving. I was trying to get there, but God said as far as we're going today, but we got a whole month to talk about it. Use your service. This was the last point, use your service, but let's go into some practice worship. So. Uh, praise him, you don't have to go up, but you can grab uh, your microphones. Uh, where did Elbert go? Oh, okay, you got your microphone, Elbert. Let's go back into, uh, what do y'all call that song? Build, build my life. And what I want you to do while they sing, 
just pick the, pick the best part of the song that flows. And you don't have to know the song. This is a beautiful song. We just have to catch up with it. This is the first time I'm hearing it, but what you, I just want you to sit in it. Just sit in worship. As you listen to the words of the song, try to feel something. Use your body. Use your words. It don't have to be those words, but use your words. So you all go ahead, and we're just going to sit in worship for a moment. Come on, you can be using your words right now. Worshippers have moved into the house. This is where we want to be as we go into the month of November. Use your words. Do it at home. Use your body. 
use your emotions make sure your attitude is in the position of worship and that's where we're going to roll in this next month my soul love you Jesus but we would not dare move beyond this without offering you salvation without offering you the ability I'm loving these worshipers I see around the room the ability to receive Jesus into your heart start with level one I recognize who you are God and as I recognize who you are I want to be a part of that I want you in my heart and so if you're listening online or if you're here in the building and you are not saved you have not in, in asked God into your heart even the first time or maybe you did before and you want to rededicate that today. You want to say, I'm ready to enter these levels of worship. I'm ready to level up. Oh, glory to God. Mm. Oh. Then just say this prayer with me. All you have to do is believe that this Jesus is real, that he's a son of God, and that he wants to come into your heart. He wants you to go to heaven. He wants you to be with him. And all it takes is to believe. So say this prayer with me. We'll all say it together. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and save me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I give you permission to change my life. I want to worship you in spirit and in truth thank you for saving me in jesus name amen now if you're online and you said that prayer we believe that you have gotten saved that's all it takes you've been born again you are now in relationship with jesus and we'd love for you to go to the next level and this is a good church to do that in so just put in the comment section that you prayed that prayer today there's a book i want you to have We'll get that book to you that explains all that you have just experienced. And then uh, go to nuaniac-aliante.org. Do that connect button. And get connected to one of our Bible studies. And, and our church, we'd love to be your church family. Or you can even put that right in the comments. Somebody will see it and make sure they reach out to you. Now, if you're the house today, if you're here today and you prayed that prayer today, you meant it in your heart and you're ready to start this relationship, just raise your hands where you are. You don't have to come up here. Amen. We have rededicated here. Amen. We have your connection. Amen. If you need that book, let them know. It'll give you the letter right here. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We all right back there. Amen. This young lady here as well. Raise your hand again. Amen. God bless you. We're excited. We're excited for that. Amen. Anybody over here said that prayer today, rededicated or received Jesus for the first time? Amen. Now, Father, those that raise their hands today, we're going to ask you, God, to seal the, the decision that they made today. God, to move on them, to move in them, to change them in the name of Jesus. 
God, connect them to us or connect them to the church that you want them to be in, God, but we seal it. I cancel every assignment of the enemy to pull them back the other way. God, give them that space to really get to know you. Change them, seal them, even now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and you all make sure we get their information. Now I'm going to seal just a prayer over all of us. I'll do a general prayer. If there's a need in your life and you would like us to pray for you today, if there's something that you need God to do, if you came in here and said, you know, I need to try this, maybe God can help me, I would really like prayer today. If that's you, I'm going to do a general prayer, but you can make your way to the altar and we will pray for you. This is a place where we pray and we know God answers prayer. Amen. So you can come to the altar if you do want prayer today as I pray a general prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to worship. We thank you for inviting us and calling us in. Now, God, seal this word. Seal this word in the name of Jesus. Seal it, God. Let them begin to worship. Let them begin to worship. Let them begin to praise. Let them begin to know you. Take us to a higher level of worship in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless in this house. Go up and down these aisles right now in the name of Jesus and meet every need. God, meet somebody's need, even somebody listening. Somebody's need that needs healing. Somebody needs their marriage fixed. Somebody needs God. Somebody needs their finances fixed. Somebody needs a job, God. Somebody needs a home, God. Somebody just needs you to work it out. Somebody needs to be restored. Somebody needs to be set free. God, move in this place. God, move in the airways. God, move online in the name of Jesus. God, and we receive that that we've asked you for, that we ask in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. As they continue to pray, that is our service for today. We're so glad you came. Keep coming. There is something going on in the house, and God wants you to be a part of it. We're excited because it is prayer week. We just came out of prayer conference going into prayer week, and we want God to just stir it up like a revival in this place and continue to work in us and with us. So we'll be here at New Antioch, Aliante, Tuesday night from 6 to 7.15. And then we'll be at Central Campus, 6 to 7.15 on Wednesday and Thursday night. This week we have Pastor Keith that's going to be ministering this week. And Minister Dana will be the, the group this week. That will be, we're talking about the giants in prayer, but we will be praying this week. Our fast is again the Daniel's fast. Amen. That will be fruits, vegetables, and whole grains for those three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Amen. The only other thing, of course, is tonight, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night is our fall fest. Tomorrow night is our fall fest. Um, we're inviting the community. It is an all-church affair. I need all of you all to be here um, to gather in our community 
take some flyers out, invite your kids, tell your kids to invite their friends, uh, anybody in this, in this area and all over. We want you to come. Bring the people to a safe place. Don't they take your kids Halloween out, treating, how to treating, how to treating, what I'm trying, trick or treating. Bring them here uh, to have a safe place and be around wholesome people. So we're going to be here starting at 5, 5 o'clock. Bring them tomorrow. Bring them in their costumes. It's going to be fun. You see they're already bringing the rides. Uh, you see they're already bringing some. Um, I'm going to, before we leave, we're going to have Pastor Sharonda pray over this candy. And our, our prayer is every place, because this candy been sitting up in here on this altar. Every house it go to. We're marking that there's a house for us. Everything in the temple was sacred. And so uh, we pray over this candy. We're not just doing something silly. We're believing God for a harvest in this neighborhood. We believe in God that everything we touch, everything associated with us can be a triumph for the kingdom. So we're going to have her do that. So we will see you all on tomorrow night at 5. So it's going to be a long week, but that's okay. Um, you won't have a long one like that for a while. Uh, and then... Uh, also, get some of these flyers. We'll have them tomorrow night. If your kids are in middle or high school, nieces, nephews, whatever, we're doing a mental health day. These kids need some mental health help. We're going to do a mental health. Um, as, as some of you know, I'm a psychologist, and we have a counseling center that our church runs. So they're sponsoring this along with my leadership camp. Um, and we're going to do a mental health checkup. Teach them how to ask for help and when to ask for help. Help them understand what triggers them, how to deal with their sadness, how to deal with their anger, how to deal with their anxiety. Some of you saying, I need to go to that. This one's for the kids. <laughs> They're going to have games. We're going to have activities because we want them also to be cheered up. It is free, but they need to register. So get them to register. It's simple to go online and register so we know how many kids are coming. Amen. I enjoyed you all so much today. We're going to have a wonderful, wonderful month coming up. Uh, and please hang with us. Come back and see us at any time. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. We thank God for our pastor. We thank God for our pastor. Y'all, she labors for us. Those words just don't come out of nowhere. She labors for us. Um, and let me just say this. We just come out of, Pastor told y'all, we just did our first Believer's Prayer Conference. Oh, my God. Um, let me, New Antioch, House of Antioch, thank you. Thank y'all for being there. I see y'all. I see my help. I see my support. I see those who came out, registered. Uh, y'all, they sponsored. They worked. They labored. Our pastor was there. And so we started on Thursday evening and we went Friday and then Saturday and I'm tired today my voice is about gone we didn't prayed and prayed and prayed and our pastor was there um y'all she was a true support she said it's yours but I'm gonna walk this thing out with you and she did in the middle of that she had two funerals in the middle of that she did another church service she preached both of those funerals, and then she had to get ready for today. And then she still said, let's go, I got some more. I'm like, I'm tired, and pastor like, I got some more. We have the best pastor, y'all. We have the best pastor, y'all. 
We have the best pastor, y'all. She goes and goes for us. She goes and goes for the kingdom. And so if you're here and she's not your pastor, you know, that's not my pastor. This woman serves the kingdom of God. There is none like her. They start calling her the GOAT. She really is. She really is the greatest of all time. She's a fabulous teacher. She's full of wisdom. She's our doctor. She's our mother. She's our sister. She does it all. And so, Pastor, we can't appreciate you enough. You know that. We got a little love token for you. But I want you to receive. It's Clergy Appreciation Month. It's still Clergy Appreciation Month. And we are appreciating our pastor. If you look up in the dictionary, flip through it, pastor, there is Dr. Parson. <laughs> And so we just have a, just a love. We're just loving on you a bit. You can go out to dinner. Spend it on yourself. Take, take Terry if you want to. Take him. <laughs> if you want to, y'all. But, y'all, that's, that's from the church. You know, the board gets together, and we, we love on our pastors. Um, but, but all of you, y'all slip something in pastor's hand. Slip a prayer up on her behalf. Remember her, God, as she serves us through God. And so um, a couple of you uh, intercessors, y'all come up here. We're going to pray over this candy. Like, who prays over candy? We do. We do. I want you to feel something. And you taking this candy into your house, I want the presence of God to be in that place. And so y'all just help me. We're going to say a prayer over this um, as we get ready to hand this out. Y'all, we don't do stuff for nothing. We don't do it just so they can have something sweet. We are praying over what is going out from this house. And so y'all can touch it. Y'all can put your hands on the bags of it. And so, Father God, we said thank you. Oh, God, and we declare a blessing over every piece of candy that goes out. God, they think they're coming for fun, but we're going to give them you. They think it's just candy, but God, we're delivering a blessing. Heal somebody's family. Heal them, God. Restore somebody. God, as they come for this, as they come, oh God, on this campus on tomorrow night, let them take you into their homes. You into their schools. God, let them take you. My God, in the name of Jesus, there's a child crying out, God, and he needs you and she needs you. Let it happen here. Let it start here. Let something be stirred up in their lives, God, that they'll come out saying, what is this and what was that and where do I need to be and let it be done, God. Do it, God. In the name of Jesus. And so we say thank you, God. And we bless you for the opportunity to serve this community. Draw them in, God. Draw them to you. God, you said if you'll be lifted, then all men will be drawn. We're going to lift you up, God. We are lifting you up, God. Even in this event, we are lifting you up, God. Let those children and their families be drawn to you, God. My God, 
And so, God, we said thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, intercessors. Yeah, y'all ask these folks to pray. They're going to get fired up right quick. We've been praying all weekend. we like, where's that? The, the fire is just, you know, we, we, it's hard for us to turn it down. We're still fired up. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank you for this Sunday. We're going to pray out over the service. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your yielded vessel. Thank you for our pastor. God, would you bless her life and bless her indeed? Would you keep her, God? You know the desires of her heart. God, would you give her what she needs, God? Would you bless her with her wants? You know what she wants, God. Would you whisper a sweet nothing in her ear as only God can? And so we said thank you, oh God. Thank you for this service. For everyone who has stepped foot in this place, God, we declare that they shall be blessed. God, let us go and worship. Let us go bowed over. Let us exclaim. Let us show, oh God, our worship. And God, let us share you with someone else. Lead us to that just one, God, that is waiting to know about you, waiting to, to hear about you. And so, God, we say thank you for this day. We say thank you for this spirit of worship that has rested and rested in this place. And so we say thank you now, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen, and thank you, Lord. Thank you. You all, that's, that is our Sunday. You are dismissed. You are dismissed. Thank you, God. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H-A-L-I-A-N-T-E like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.